Nowadays, introducing the original Blood Clad Podcast not PS. Sold in semantic. Special dedication all the way from New York. Boom! Yeah, man, SWOT semantic. Yeah, man, oh. Boom! Sold in semantic. Yeah, man, Big ups to the man, yeah. Sold in semantic. Welcome to the Soothing Semantics Podcast. I am your host, Rafi Pinsky. Make sure to subscribe, like, share, leave a comment. Check out all platforms, YouTube, Spotify, Apple Podcast, and all the other major audio platforms. Today, we have a very, very special guest, Ken Jocelyn. How's it going, brother? What's up, my friend? Glad to be great. here. Honored to be here, man. Took some time, took a little bit of follow-up, but finally we had you on, huh? Oh, yeah, man. A little busy. It's, uh, been, a, it's been a really, really cool season of life. Um, and I'm down here for 10X Boot Camp with uh, Uncle G. Grant Cardone himself. And uh, it was really cool just to be able to get over here and spend some time with you, man. Hear a little bit of your story and what you've got going on in your podcast, man. Absolutely. Yeah, the podcast has been going on for a year. I mean, I really want to keep the focus on you. Well, absolutely. We can get into my side yeah. as well. Uh, so long story short, guys. Ken is a realtor in Georgia, and he's got a team. He's a, he's a speaker. He knows some very influential people like himself. And there, what's the conference? Let everyone know about the conference that's coming up with you. Yeah, so we've got our our next um, GSD boot camp. GSD is Grow Stack Drive. Um, it's a coaching and consulting um, company I started about a year and a half ago. Um, we are probably going to do close to seven figures this year in that. Um, we've done, we do several different things. Number one, we help um, business professionals and business leaders build confidence, gain clarity, and create community. We really believe those three things. The confidence part, um, confidence is currency. We spend it every day in every decision we make and in every relationship we build. Um, probably what I see in most people is, 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 is the confidence is, um, is lacking and, and confidence is huge. So confidence, clarity, help people build, gain clarity by using previous strategies and then build community. I spent half of the last 25 years in full-time vocational ministry, planting churches, pastoring churches. Uh, so community's huge. Relationships are huge. So um, with that being said, one of the things we do is we do live events. So we've got a, our next boot camp coming up in Las Vegas um, at Lightspeed headquarters. Home of my good friend, Brad Lee. Um, so I've got Brad speaking, guys like Dave Meltzer, um, Josh York. Um, Josh is a uh, Inc. 150. Um, one of the he is the fastest growing personal fitness training brand in the world. Um, on track to be a billion dollar valuation for his company. Wow. Um, I got Josh coming in. Anthony Trucks. Anthony just spoke this week at uh, for Russell at Funnel Hackers. Um, an unbelievable lineup, dude. We got 15 world class entrepreneurs coming into Vegas, and we're what five six days away. We've got about five or six tickets left. And it's amazing. Sold out, yeah. So, guys, make sure to sign up if you haven't. The I'm also having Brian Bogert. Familiar with him? Oh, that's you know boy. each other. Brian's speaking. Brian will be out there. He, I thought he yeah, was. Yeah, yeah, I, I, I was going to ask. Yeah. I thought he was. Yep. So, yeah, I, re, I reached out to him. I'm having, we're doing it virtually, but I nice. I saw him doing a podcast with Brad recently. Loved yep. what he had to say. Oh, Brian's my guy. Yeah. So Brian is. Um, so Brian's out there. He's uh, they're they're. Oh, no, they're speaking in Colorado, him and Nate. So Nate is uh, one of my best friends. He worked for John Maxwell for years. We've known each other for about 20 years. So Nate's working with Brian some as well. They're both speaking in Colorado this weekend in an event. But yeah, Brian's, Brian's phenomenal, dude. He's, he's been at every one of my boot camps. I've That's done awesome. four, and he's spoken at every one of them. 
Yeah, just the attitude he has about things and the way he uses language to change the way you think. I like, mm-hmm. I like that. I'm a big fan of that. So how did you get into going from – give us the whole backstory because you were a pastor. You were a realtor. Yeah. How did that kind of go about? What were you doing in the earlier years? Yeah, so and, I spent 25 – out of the last 25 years, half of that in full-time vocational ministry. Um half of that in real estate. So I was uh, in ministry from about 2000 or from 1996 to about 2001, full-time youth ministry, um, grew a youth ministry from a handful of kids to several hundred. I was one of the top youth pastors in the country, had my own conference, spoke at several conferences, spoke with guys like John Maxwell and different people like that, those kind of conferences. Um, Did that and then was traveling with a friend of mine doing motivational high school assemblies around the country, played a little bit in the NBA, played overseas. We spoke to 330,000 kids in one year. So I literally was gone. I was on the road all the time. I did that for a year, came home one time, and my wife at the time goes, hey, we can't, we can't keep doing this. Had a baby at home. So transition, went into um, mortgages with a really good friend of mine in, in Atlanta and uh, quickly rose the ranks and became his number one LO. And I worked for him for two to two and a half years. Uh, got my own broker's license and started uh, Essential Mortgage and – uh, four years in a row, we were the number one wholesaler for Sun, SunTrust and Countrywide. Wow. So we were doing about eighty million dollars a year total. Amazing. Yeah. So what what made this? What made you uh, take the switch over to to being a realtor? Um. So back into ministry again about two thousand nine, two thousand ten, right after the housing crash, uh, planted a church. We did that for six years. Um, grew it to a few hundred people as well. And when I got out this time, the real estate business. As a mortgage guy, you make fun of real estate people. Because the mortgage guys get 1%, maybe 2%. The realtors are always walking away with three. And it seems like they work a lot less hard than we did. And I didn't really want to do – I didn't. I had an office. I had two offices at one time in, in, uh, when I was a mortgage broker, uh, 14 LOs. So I had a huge team. And I just didn't really want to do that. And I loved I – I, I bought and sold, flipped rental properties for past 20 years. So I know that side really well, and I know a lot of people in the Atlanta area. So real estate was a – wasn't easy for me just made sense yep okay so do you primarily do that now or you kind of you have your team i'm mm-hmm. sure you're in very much involved but now you kind of ha- have the speaking you're on the speaking end of things i, I imagine. yeah so yeah so on the real estate side the real estate doesn't get me out of bed in the morning i don't get up in the morning and go Woo, can't wait to go do real estate but what i do get excited about is building my team and helping the agents on my team whether they be in atlanta or birmingham helping them make money Mm-hmm. Really, one of my goals, and I mentioned Grant Cardone earlier. I'm a Grant Cardone licensee. I met Grant two years ago. Um, next month will be two years. And one of the conversations, we had a one-on-one conversation that day. I told him was, I was here at 10X Boot Camp to blow the lid off my mindset of what's a lot of money, number one. Number two, I wanted to scale my real estate team because I wanted to give people an opportunity that had never made six figures in their life to be able to do it on their time. Because really, when you're, you know, when you're in real estate and you're an agent, and you're dealing with residential commercial, you're, you're on your own business. I mean, you are a 1099, you are a business owner. And I wanted to be able to help guys. Um, I've, got, I've got one guy who works for me now in Georgia. He's closed four or five deals in two months, two, two and a half months. He's made 15 grand. He's a full-time, CP, a full-time accountant, and he pastors the church. He's, He's a church planner. He, made, he closed four or five deals and made 15 grand for four or five deals? Yeah, in, in what, two, two months, two and a half months? He slows four deals. So he, so a lot of those deals are deals I hand. So when I get my deals in, I just hand them to my agents. So how do you work that out split-wise? I'm very curious. Uh, so what we do is, so we're with EXP. 
Okay. Obviously, so with EXP, it's an eighty twenty split up to I think it's sixteen thousand. So EXP gets their twenty percent, and then the what's left over give the cap. If it's a deal, I hand it. Yes, if it's a deal, I hand him. We split that fifty fifty. If it's his deal, he gets seventy. I get thirty. So these must have been smaller smaller size deals. Um, I, I mean, yes, yeah, not South Florida. So our deals are two fifties to three hundred three fifties. Okay. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Because yeah. there's, uh, I mean. They're astronomical deals here, but yeah, yeah. a lot. The average is ten fifteen k here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that's not that's so, not the way it is. And you do you do six percent or you do less? Yeah, six percent normally. Oh, three okay. on each side. Three for I, buyers, three for listings. I'm from New York, and the average. I have a very good buddy in real estate there. Yeah. they're doing three percent for both sides. Oh, really? One and a half, one and a half. Yeah, it's wild. Yeah, no, I, I don't have. Again, real estate doesn't get me out of bed in the morning. So how come? I'm curious. Um, I, I love helping people, and and you can help people on the real estate side. You can help people. You know, find the home of their dreams or whatever tagline you want to have for, you know, for your agency. That part of it's fun because it is the biggest decision people make usually in their life is buying a home. But for me, helping business owners build confidence, gain clarity, create community, helping them watching that, that aha moment, that, that light bulb moment where it clicks for them and then watching their business grow. There's, I've got uh, my sales guys here with me today. I hired him six weeks ago. He's been in my GSD community now for about a little bit over a year. Younger cat. Um, man, just a, you know, living with his baby mama, two kids, Verizon reps, smoking a little weed from time to time. And in the past year, dude, not smoking weed, got married, became the number one Verizon rep in the state of New York several weeks in a row. I mean, he was just crushing it. Wow. Um, just walking through, you know, walking through our community and, and everything that he was learning and gaining there. And then when it came time to, when he started, I need a sales guy to start my sales team. Where better to look than somebody that's been in my community for, you know, 16 months and has had a complete transformation. Another one of the guys that's here in Miami, uh, my buddy, Charlie Wetworth, he's from Charleston, South Carolina. Charlie's been with me since last, the beginning of February of this year. So eight months, nine months, lost 65 pounds. Uh, he take, he, he works for, uh, he's an HVAC contractor. His sales have almost tripled this year just by literally using my planner that we have and our, and my, and my, the way that we, one of our core values is called focus and it's how we dominate our calendar. Usually just using my calendar strategy. It's absolutely trans transformed his life. So I can see how beneficial that is for you. I mean, you just see people oh, I love start. It. I, that's extremely, Dude, I, love it, oh. I, I cannot wait to share my real estate knowledge in business knowledge yeah. in general. Mm -hmm. I'm young. I, I mean, I right. share whatever I do know, yeah, whatever's yeah. worked for me in the sh short amount of time. I've mm -hmm. been here on this planet, you know, 27 years. isn't that long. I thank God I've accumulated a lot, a lot of knowledge. So yeah. the more credibility I can, I can attain the more credentials I have, the more successful I am. I look forward to that. I just can't wait to, to help people even, even now, whatever I can do, I do, you know, yeah. and it's just, it's awesome. So I, I see, I, what Brad even talks about, you see the comments and what people say. I mean, they mm -hmm. say, you've changed my life, man. You've given me this, you've given me that. One of, one of the things, one of the things we talk about a lot, I was in uh, the first time I ever got featured in a big event was in, was in Michigan in like 99, 2000. One of my mentors, I mean, I say big, it's a big event. Um, 70,000 students. Um, in the Silver Dome at Pontiac, Michigan, they did the uh, they did the leadership part of it. Did the leadership part of it at the Palace at Arbon Hills. There's about eight thousand people there, eight nine thousand people, and so I'm featured between John. John takes the stage, 
I take the ch- stage, and then Jeannie, who is one of my mentors, takes the stage. The next day, I mean, I'm 20, 31 years old at the time probably. The next day I go to lunch with Jeannie, and she looks at me at lunch, and she goes, let me ask you a question. She goes, do you want to be significant or do you want to be successful? Because those are two vastly different things. And I looked at her, and I was smart enough to say significant. I didn't know exactly what she was talking about. But she walked me through, and that's been something 20 years ago that's literally changed my focus on how I live my life. Significant leaders build others around them and help them win at levels they've never won at before. People who chase only success use people around them to lift themselves up. Two different types of leaders. And when GD and I had that conversation, it's been a 20-year journey for me trying to figure that success versus significance. That's a huge aha moment for me, man. Oh, dude. It's so wow. we, so that, that's, the, that's one of the main things that we focus on is um, significance for over success. You know, people over profits. You've heard that before. But really, do I want to live a life of significance or do I want to chase success? If you start out to live a life of significance, you're always going to be successful. Always. Success can't escape you. If you start out to be successful and you use people around you, you're probably, you're, you're probably never going to be significant and you're probably going to leave a trail of damage behind you. Wow, that's great advice. It's kind of, it's, I feel like it's the, the way the law of nature works. So it ain't reaping, man. Right, for sure, for sure. Yeah, that's definitely, that means so much. Wow, okay. <laughs> yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take that. It's so true. I've realized that a lot in the, the past few years. Mm-hmm. So... As a new realtor, and I, I ask this question to a lot of the realtors yeah. I have on, what are some of the keys you feel for any realtor in any market that someone must have, especially when they're starting out? Relationships, relationships, relationships. Business, I don't care if you're in real estate. I don't care if you're in coaching, consulting like I am with, with uh, Gross Stack Drive. It's always, always, always about relationships. And you've got to have some relational IQ on how to build relationships. One of the, there's a couple things that, that I'll mention. People want to be in rooms with people who want something for them, not from them. So even as a realtor, I'm not going in to help a client so I can make a 3% commission or make X, fill in the, whatever the dollar amount is. I, that's not what I'm doing. I'm there to help them. I'm there to add value to what they're doing, what their family needs, you know, where do you want to be at? Where do you see your family being in three years or five years, whether we're buying, selling, whatever that looks like? I'm there to add value to them. I'm there because I want something for them, not something from them. So I think the relationship part is huge. You've got to have a circle. You've got to get out and promote. I, mean, I literally just walked out of a session with Grant Cardone where he's talking about promote, promote, promote. You know, he's doing the whole thing. And then you've got to people, if people don't know you, again, another Uncle G. If they don't know you, they can't flow you. You've got to get out. People need to know who you are. Significant leaders do several things. Number one, they like they want something for people, not from people. Another thing is they, they're constantly adding value, constantly adding value. So if you're saying, I don't have a big sphere of, of, of influence or relationship, I would ask you this question. Are you adding value to people on a consistent basis? And it's super easy. Send text messages. One of, the, one of the hacks that I do every day, I've done this for years. Every day I go on Facebook. I bet I don't miss five days a year. I go on Facebook. I pull my birthday list up. I've got, I'm capped. I've got 5,000 friends on Facebook. So mm-hmm. every day I have 20 to 25 to 30, sometimes even more than that, people whose birthday is that day. 
I always I have a shortcut on my phone. HB space spells out happy birthday dot 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 exclamation point. I mean, I have a shortcut on my phone because I do it so much. But everybody that's on my Facebook friends list, if it's their birthday, they get a happy birthday for me. I send out three to four handwritten thank you cards every day. Constantly doing things, staying in front of people because it's top of mind marketing. If you're at the top of their mind when they're thinking about doing, you know, going to you. That's exactly, they're, they're going to come to you. Absolutely. So yeah. this is already something I'm implementing, and I'm learning different things as I go. So since I'm, since I'm Jewish, mm-hmm. I send a, you know, like a happy Sabbath the week. We say Shabbat Shalom. I'm sure you've heard of that before. Mm-hmm. So I send that out every single Friday mm-hmm. to a group of people on WhatsApp. They each get an individual message, but they know that they're getting that message mm-hmm. every single Friday. Birthdays as well. Yep. I'll make sure in, my, in Google Calendar I have every single client's birthday. When it's their birthday, I send them that message. I've sent thank you cards. Have to be more consistent with that. But it's such a noticeable difference. Listen, handwritten yeah. thank you cards, guys. It has such a touch because not a lot of people do handwritten thank you cards. Ken, I don't have time. Listen, if you're on the phone at your desk or you're at work and you're on hold, grab three or four, write them out, leave the name blank, write them out, put them, put them on your desk somewhere. So when something, when you do think about somebody or you have some time or somebody comes to your mind or you've got a client that pops up on an email, you can always write Mike. And then all you do is shut it, seal it, put, a, put an address on it and drop it off in the mailbox and it's done. Right. And I guess if it's more of a personal happy birthday message, like right. happy birthday, Mike, you asshole, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> right. Yeah, I love that. Yeah, most definitely. So right, how are you adding value to people? Are you doing it by... Facebook, Facebook birthdays, super simple. Handwritten thank you cards, super simple. I, I ask people this question a lot. When you walk into a room of people, do they gravitate towards you or away from you? Do they want to be around you? Are you what I call life-giving? Like when you, go into a rela- when you go into a room and you're building relationships or you know people in the room, do people want to be around you? Do they want to spend time? When somebody calls you and they see your phone number on their phone, do they go, uh, or do they grab the phone and go, oh, I can't wait to talk to this guy. Because every time I talk to him, I feel better about, he, he imparts something day. into me every time. I, I saw some, I, I, did, didn't Brad talk about this the other day? Oh, he may have. I don't know. I don't listen to Brad. He's a punk. <laughs> <laughs> you heard that? <laughs> I love, I, that's so true though. There are people you, there are people that when they call me, I'm like, ah, oh, damn I, it. Aren't they right? Like, uh, you don't want to answer the phone call. You know, because either I'm gonna they're gonna have an hour conversation with me about right. absolutely nothing, or yeah, I mean that's really what it is. It's yeah. just and I and often they're nice people, right? Mm-hmm. It's just a matter of I want to get somewhere with the conversation. You know, so it's it's interesting. Why do you feel that you were where you you brought up a very good point that I wanted to delve into, the idea of understanding per different personalities and being mm-hmm. able to naturally gra- have people gravitate towards you. Right. I think some people, and I feel you, I think you would agree with this. Some people naturally have that where I've, obviously there's always needs to be development mm-hmm. in that, in that sphere. But some people really don't just, some people do not do well with other yeah, people. Yeah. I mean, some people so, are, some people are just a little socially awkward, but I'm telling right. you, you can still work on that. And it may not be the same tools that you put in your tool belt that somebody who's, I, I, don't, I don't ever meet a stranger. So it's easy for me to have conversations. If somebody's a little introvert or whatever, use, use a different tool. Do something, yeah. send a text message, I can, shoot a phone call. I can say very proudly, am I the most sociable, communicative guy in the world? 
obviously there's always going to be some right, more, right. but I'm definitely a very, very communicative, outgoing guy. I get, mm-hmm. make relationships very easily. Yeah. So, and that's something I've developed, but I've had it even from a young age. I, um, think a lot, I think I get a lot of it from my grandmother, truthfully, yeah. who raised me. She's just, she can make friends with a tree. She's just, yeah. and, and I don't, but the funny thing is I don't really give a shit if someone doesn't like me. So long as I feel like I'm being myself right. and I didn't do anything specifically to, to harm them. As long them, as you're being true to who then, you are. Sure. And you know you're being who you are. There are two types of people. There are thermostats and there are thermometers. Thermometers only gauge the temperature of the room. Thermostats have the ability to be able to walk into a room and change that temperature, make it whatever they want. So they can walk in a room and, and change the entire culture and climate of a room. So powerful. Dude, when people, you, so I mean, you know, when you get around, Brad's one of those guys. Of course. Um, you know, I remember the first time I hung, first time I spent the whole day with him. Um, and just, he's just so gregarious and he's funny and he just, he makes people feel warm and welcome and inviting. And mm-hmm. I'm like, dude, so I, I was out there, what, a month and a half ago shooting some video in Vegas for my upcoming boot camp. We sat downstairs in the, in Brad's little green room and chopped it up for probably three and a half hours. Sit on a couch. just like And you it probably went in now. 20, you felt like it was going oh, in 20 dude, minutes. We just, we had a blast, man. We absolutely, but it's just. You want to be around those kind of people who are thermostats that literally can't. And you can become that kind of person if you're not. You always, and people go, how to do that? A couple, couple ways. Number one, be interested before you're interesting. Like, don't walk into people you don't know and start telling them what you do. I don't care how successful you are. What you do, you know, where you're from, what you've got going on, what you've, you know, what kind of watch you got, what kind of car you got. No, be interested in what they're doing. Can I quickly interject? Yeah. I think largely, and with human nature, even if you are kind of a big deal, right. people prefer to find out on their own as opposed to you telling them because exactly. it loses its sauce. That's exactly If you have a beautiful Lambo parked outside of the conference, and you're like, I have a Lambo outside. <laughs> Everyone's like, great, hey, man, now you're that's a douche. my blue Urus sitting outside <laughs> the, the Turnberry, like the one we saw just a minute ago. If you just yeah. if 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 you if you walk outside casually, you were a gentleman. You yeah. were you were you know confident, but but modest. You weren't some. Yeah. And you walk out and you you know you turn on the turn on the Urus. Everyone's like, oh wow, man, nice car. And you're like, yeah, man, thanks, appreciate yeah. that. Yeah, I was a totally with different. A friend of mine the other night, and uh, she tried to pull out her credit card. We were having a conversation. She pulled her credit. It was a Black American Express card, and I've only seen about three of those in my entire life. And uh, I was like, I looked at it and I went. Oh, like, oh, okay, I got you, yeah. you know, and um, because it's just not something you see, but it wasn't in any way, and I, I knew what it was. Yeah. And she was just nonchalant, just handing it to the server, and I'm like, I said, girl, is that a Black American Express card? And she was just kind of, oh, no, no, kind of played it off, but those are the kind of people That's you want to be. That's what I'm saying, man. right, because if she would have been like, look at my right. fancy, and she put it in your face, and she said, you know how much money I can spend on this? Right. You'd be like, ah. Yeah, that'd be infinite. <laughs> they don't. Yeah, they don't have a limit. It, it, but there, it's it's such an accurate point. It's so right. f- spot on. So, what are some other things? Because I very much like this conversation. What are some other things that you feel people need to have? Because in any business, being able to create a you know a surrounding a community is so important. Well, community is huge, and I tell you, there are, there are three types of relationships that everybody needs, and I talk about this a lot: relationships, spheres of influence, whatever you want to call them. Number one's community. And the community is that Seth Godin wrote a book called Tribes. It's that tribe. It's that I'm here at 10X Bootcamp with Grant. There's, I don't know, five, 600 people here. 
for a couple of days doing the business boot camp with the grant. Like 10X is, it, it is a community. It's a tribe. My Grow Stack Drive is a community. It's a, it's a tribe of people. You need a community of people who are like-minded, who have the same DNA, who are chasing the same dreams and goals you are. So you've got your community, you've got your circle. Your circle are the 10 to 12 people you spend the most time with. Those are the guys you're hanging out with all the time. They know what's going on in your life. And you've heard it said, you're the sum of the five people you spend the most time with. Well, inside that circle, you're going to have your corner, which is like the one or two people that need to have a 10,000-foot view of what's going on in your life. Like, they need to know the junk. They need to be the ones that can call you out on your nonsense and hold you accountable. So I think the, those, those three relationships, fears, the community circle and corner, absolutely huge. If you can get those things nailed down, man, you can, you can do a lot of really, 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 really cool things in business and in life. I completely agree. Yeah, the, the, the surround the people you surround with surround yourself with are so it, it's such a clear it's such a has such a clear effect. I also notice that a decent amount of people have a very hard time with constructive criticism. Mm-hmm. So the friend you know a friend is real if they can tell you call you out on your bullshit. Right. I just talked about feedback this week. As a matter of fact, I'm gonna pull my I'm gonna pull my note my notes up right here a little bit. Um, feedback is so huge. Ken Blanchard says this. He's a New York Times bestselling author. Feedback is the breakfast of champions. So let me ask you a question. Why don't we ask for feedback? Why why do you why do you think we don't ask for feedback? When you say feedback, you mean constructive criticism? Yeah, well, yeah. Feedback. It's feedback. I honestly do that. I don't say I, I definitely well, I don't you, do it all I know the time. you might do that, but you've got your own podcast. You're building a business. I like when people – I really – as long as it comes from a good place and the person right. has credibility. So, for instance, with my podcast, real quick, if someone who's never done content, never done a podcast, they start giving me criticism, I'll listen to it. Right. But I'll, I'll take it with a very right. large grain of salt. I'll be like – in my, I'll even tell them, and I tell them respectfully – Quite frankly, you've never done any of this in your life. You don't really have any knowledge on this. Right. You might not be wrong. You might have a good point, but I'm going to go to somebody that's actually done it and mm-hmm. and who's done well at it because mm-hmm. I'm taking advice from someone who doesn't have the experience. Right. And they take it well. I, as long as I articulate that in a respectful way, I'm not like, shut up, asshole. My friends Greg, they, Lee, Greg Reed and Sharon Lecter wrote in the Three Feet from Gold book together. Sharon's the co-author of Rich Dad, Poor Dad. They wrote in that book the difference between advice and counsel Advice is going to is getting um, somebody commenting on whatever it is, like you just said, podcast. Who's never done what you're doing? Counsel would come from somebody who's a big podcaster. Be like Brad giving you feedback, or Lewis Howes giving you feedback, or Jay, or one of those guys giving you feedback. This is what they do. They can give you great feedback. I would love that. I would. I think ears. people don't ask for feedback is because it stings a lot of times sure. when you get it. Sure. And I think you have to determine. What do I want to do? Do I want to grow? We have we got five core values at GSD: passion, focus, intentionality, teachability, flexibility. Teachability is our fourth core value. And we're not only open to feedback, but we actively pursue feedback. We're constantly going after who do I know, who do I have in my circle that I can go to and ask feedback. I heard Lewis House say these are three questions that Lewis. I heard this on his podcast the other day, and I wrote these three questions down. I absolutely love this. What's the one thing you noticed from afar that I could be doing better? Second question was, what's the one thing that if I didn't do it, everything would improve? 
The third one is, what's the one thing I'm lacking? He's like, I ask those three questions to just about everybody that I have a relationship with because I need their input. We have blind spots. We can't see what we talked about just a while ago. We don't know what we don't know. 100%. So those things are huge. I think, I think the feedback loop is, feedback loop is huge. We've got to open ourselves up. One of the things I talked about the other day was understanding. When we understand, uh, we have a proper perspective of our personal growth versus our personal worth. When you know those two things are two totally separate things, your personal growth is not your personal worth. Like, like your self-worth and your identity and how you see yourself doesn't have anything to do with your personal growth. Your personal growth is, I'll take Sting. When you go to the gym, obviously you've been in the gym before. When you get in the gym, um, dude, it, it, it hurts. I'm, as a matter of fact, I'm leaving here in a, just a few minutes. We're going straight to F45. I'm going to get a workout in. I'm going to bust my tail. I mean, I'm down 70 pounds, day 90, awesome. whatever, of keto. Um, awesome. I love it. But How's it, keto's good, huh? Oh, I love it, dude. I'm day 90-something, and it's, I've got more. I, dude, I literally feel like I'm running through a wall. Amazing. I told him, I said, I got tiger blood. I <laughs> like how Robert Downey Jr. said that one time. You can, you can say that without, your, without your, your, uh, your draw. I got tiger blood. No, but I feel great. Keto's been great. But, um, but you know, it's, it's, it's the feedback part of um, growing as a leader. Like, really part of building confidence is getting feedback from the right people. You said it just a minute ago. You also have to understand that not all feedback is true. 100%. You also have to understand that when somebody gives you feedback, you have to see what lens that they're giving you feedback through. It's I completely know what you're talking about. If you're getting advice from 50 people, 50 friends, you have to determine where that comes from. There are people who might be giving you advice because they want to keep you down. Mm-hmm. There might be people who might be giving you advice that's blatantly wrong. Mm-hmm. There, there has to be this sort of radar for understanding, does this person actually care about me? Are they saying something that comes from a good place? Mm-hmm. Do they have any knowledge on the subject to even give mm-hmm. me any feedback? There's just a lot. And I think people, so even when people go to make a decision, there are certain people, I think, not with every decision, but with certain decisions, it's sometimes it's good to consult with someone who n- may know better, oftentimes. Mm-hmm. That I find that there are people who will ask 50 different people about this decision they need to make, and 50 people will give 50 different opinions. Right. And then what do you do? Well, number gonna... one, you went to the wrong people. You probably went to the wrong people. Don't go to 50, go to three, or go to two. That needs to be your corner. 100%. Like, who's in your corner? Who knows you? Who's for you? I've got a – Nate's – you know, I said Nate was worked for John Maxwell for a long time. We've been friends for a long time. He's probably one of my best friends right now. We were on a call the other day, and I was talking to a guy. We had a little bit of a disagreement, and I hung up the phone. Nate, I'm standing in Nate's kitchen in Atlanta, and he's sitting over on the couch. He looks at me and goes, dude, you're a dick. He goes, you need to call back and apologize. That's, that, he goes, this is what he said. He goes, dude, you're being a dick. And he goes, and that's not, that's not the kin that I know. And I was like, oh. And I knew he was right. Literally picked the phone back up and called and went, hey, man, I'm sorry. I was being an ass, and, and that, that was wrong for me to do that. Will you, will you forgive me? Sometimes we gotta have people that are gonna give us the feedback that we need. One hundred percent. Yeah, those are the real friends. Yes, people are gonna tell you yes. that those pants look fucking stupid. Yep. You know, I'm mean, <laughs> exactly right. I am very much that friend. I yeah. can say that very proudly, yeah. and I and I I really can't become close to someone who isn't like that. Yeah. If you're gonna sugarcoat things for me, if you're gonna be too nice, I'm I I can handle it. Tell right. me what's up, man. If you right. think you know, so it's uh, 
I very much agree with that. Yeah. And let me say this. When we're talking about feedback, the best time to ask for feedback is when you're winning because it doesn't sting as bad. When you're winning and things, you got momentum. Like John Maxwell says, momentum is a leader's best friend. When you're winning, that's the best time to get feedback because you're like, oh, yeah, okay, we're winning, winning, winning. Okay, yeah, I can see where we need to work on this. Okay, well, let's, let's work on this. But when you're, when you're stuck, whoo, dude, it's hard, man. It's so hard to be able to get to, – it's hard to receive feedback when things aren't going well. Because you feel like maybe there's just so much weight on you, right? Yeah, well, I mean, when you don't have momentum, even the possible seems impossible. When you have momentum, the impossible seems possible. Like there's, there's, I was telling Jerry Glant yesterday. We were in the room yesterday, and I mean, I, this is the first 10x event I've been since GrowthCon, first boot camp in a long time. I've been so busy doing our own thing, doing my own events, building GrowStack Drive, that I've just been giving. I've been pouring out, pouring out, pouring out. I told Jerry yesterday. He was we were getting ready to come back from the lunch break. And I walked up to him, he was on stage, and he was like, he was talking to me, and I was like, dude, it's just so refreshing to be in the room of 500 to 600 10Xers who are going after it. It's just so re- – because you look around and you're going, oh, I'm not crazy. I'm good. I'm good. <laughs> but if you don't have momentum, dude, it's uh, – when you don't have momentum, the, the possible seems impossible. Sure, sure. Makes perfect sense. Mm-hmm. I, I think about momentum when it comes to both – real estate and the podcast both Mm -hmm. are new both have not given me anywhere near the kind of significance or success that i'm looking for Mm -hmm. so kitty said i want to be on the podcast (laughs) she did this on the last podcast yeah my grandmother unfortunately just to give you the the scoop i uh, i love animals i love you know cats and dogs definitely more of a dog person but i i grew up with her because my grandmother raised me so i got her we got her when i was 14 she's about 13 and a half now my grandmother unfortunately has dementia as of recently Mm -hmm. a few months ago so she's still in new york but there was no one to look after her and i knew that no one would really want to adopt an old cat right so i said i'm not letting her be put down yeah yeah. if we we give her to a shelter they'd probably put her down so she's perfectly healthy yeah you know so i said you know what i'm gonna gonna take her that's good yeah i'm definitely gonna i want to get a Definitely get one of those big dogs. You know the the military kind of dogs. Mm-hmm. They look like German shepherds. Yeah, yeah. So that's my dog of choice. I can't wait to get one. Yeah, of those. we've we've always had American bulldogs. So nice. Yeah. So yeah, we've covered a hell of a lot of ground. Yeah. If there's anything you want to to talk to the, I mean, anything specific about? that you're talking about or that you normally hit on every week? Do you have something? specific that you talk talk about there's no specific okay. conversation i mean there are things that i definitely talk about yeah fairly often i love discussions about relationships proximity oh. uh, being able to say no to people yeah uh, being able to to keep your circle small being able to focus uh there's so many of these conversations consistency mm-hmm. one of my favorite things the law of attraction mm-hmm. uh, manifestation you know there's um i mean there's so many different rules mm-hmm to getting what you want. And I know I'm, you know, I'm, yeah, yeah. You, you've, you're older than I am. And in, in many respects, I'm a lot older than you are. <laughs> I'm not just older than you are. Oh, I'm a lot. How old do you think I am? 52, 53. That's good though. Nobody ever guesses 50. Everybody's like 40. When I say, I wouldn't have said it. Only I know because until you I made said the that. Statement. Right. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So I had, yeah, when yeah, I, I say that, people are like, that's when they're like 50 and I'm like 53. Okay. So it's, you're not old though. No, you dude, might feel that way. I, don't, I feel better than I have in 30 years, man. Well, on you, keto, you've it's been, been unbelievable. Yeah, keto's great. Yeah, man. huge shout out to Gary Brecka and Tara Garrison for the keto. 
so Gary is a he's a he's a local he's a biologist he's a biohacking machine he lives here and he lives in the Porsche Tower um, right down here have you been to Gary's house have you been to the Porsche Tower oh yeah yeah dude yeah, Gary this is wild oh dude Gary's Bentley is like right outside his <sighs> thing and he comes and gets a car and takes you down I've been in it you don't have you to go in the road. rain if you forgot your no it's you crazy got something yeah. in the trunk you just yeah, walk yeah. to your oh that's nice you, you yeah, just man. walk you walk it's like walking into a regular garage and then you push the button and boom they pick your car up take you put you in the elevator and you crank the car up when you get down and you just drive right outside the building it's amazing that's no, really cool yeah so gary is uh gary brekkas he works with grant and brandon them very closely um, they're doing a uh, t- new 10x health mm-hmm. vertical and so gary works with a lot of the a-listers david oh. beckham really A-Rod. oh yeah grant Beckham um, has a place, not in uh, the portion, the Thousand Museum, if you're familiar oh, with the Thousand no, Museum. I, it's one of these big buildings. Grant's in great shape, man. He's old. He's got Dude, some years 60, on you. 63. He's 10 years older than I am. Well, I, was, I was talking to him today. He's 63. And if you ever look at a picture of him and his twin, he looks 15 years younger than Gary, his brother. Really? Yeah, what, is his, what, is, what does Gary do? I've never heard of him. I mean, um, you know, I'm not sure what Grant's brother does. I've met him <laughs> before. He looks just like Grant. They're both about five foot five, and they look almost exact. Except Grant's a little jacked. He's he's a little buff. Yeah. But Gary does. Um, Grant's Gary in great does, shape, man. Oh, he's in he's better shape fantastic. than a lot of people my age, man. Yeah. He's fantastic, and he's he's worked really hard to get there. But yeah, he does a lot of the stuff with Gary. Um, the the NAD plus IVs, the exosome treatment, stem cells. You know all the the facial stuff with the micro abrasion with the stem cells, and so mm-hmm. he, I mean he looks he looks like he looks like a million bucks, man. Yep, and he's got the he's got his, his brain's going strong. He's hustling. Mm-hmm. He's he's oh dude, he's 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 a he's a beast, dude. Yeah, he man. is. I look beast. forward to meeting him. I, yeah. I, I'm his neighbor. Yeah. So hopefully, I have my coach, my real estate coach, Aaron Novello. Mm-hmm. Shout out to you, sir. Mm-hmm. Phenomenal realtor, phenomenal coach. He invests with with Grant. Carl so he knows Ryan. Yep. And yeah, Ryan's Grant. a buddy of mine too. Yep. Yeah, so that's the story. I haven't so. seen. I just thought I hadn't seen Ryan all weekend. You saw him? What? You I haven't have seen, him, seen all him all weekend. Mm-mm. Could be flying nope. a plane somewhere, helicopter. Yeah, I know he's probably going to be flying because they're doing a they're doing a fundraiser tonight at Grant's a twenty five thousand uh, dollar super VIP ticket or whatever. Like, I think it's super VIP for the Very for cool. the event I'm at right now, and that's dinner at Grant's and a ride in the helicopter. So, but he doesn't he doesn't fly the helicopter. He's only ready to fly the jet. So, very interesting. Mm-hmm. Very interesting. Okay, well, yeah. Ken. We've had quite a hell of a discussion. Yeah, dude, had a blast, it very man. much. Thank Honored. you for the value you brought me. I, I love what you said about significance for success. Mm, huge, Never dude. heard that before, and it means means a lot. I'm, I I'm do have it. how long before the podcast gets going? So I have one is – I do it every Sunday, 9 a.m. Okay. Eastern. Okay. They come out. I have a real estate investor coming out tomorrow. It's already done, yeah. but it's coming out tomorrow. The next week, uh, I also have one, so you're going to be out in three weeks. Perfect. My book is getting released in about two and a half weeks. Yes, um, yeah, it's called As the Leader Grows. You can go to Amazon and grab it. Um, as the Leader Grows. So it's going to be asleadergrows.com, or you can go to growstatdrive.com forward slash book. Um, the I, whole, can dr- I can pop all these up. Yeah, yeah, the My whole, editor will put all the your, the whole your, book is uh, The whole book is about building confidence, gaining clarity, and creating community. Yeah, your social media links, I'll, I'll, I'll pop yep. open everything. It's super simple. All right, guys, super don't simple. forget to subscribe, like, Share, leave a comment, and make sure to check out Ken's content. Take a look at the the conference that he's setting up that will be very shortly. There's only a couple of tickets left. Thanks again for coming on, brother. Much appreciated. Dude, I appreciate you, my friend. Thank you for, for having me. Absolutely.